Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 297 of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. If you've been listening to the show lately, you know I'm very excited about the fact that we're hitting that big milestone of 300, 300 episodes. And just a couple weeks back, we hit three years that Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do has been sharing great stories with people who have that entrepreneurial spirit. Now, this episode is brought to you by the Potential Mastermind Project. Now, if you've been listening, you know that the Potential Mastermind Project is my own group coaching program. And somebody say, what? You're sponsoring your own podcast? Well, yeah, because I think this is a worthy sponsor for the listeners of this show, because this show is called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And if you're listening, I assume that you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, or a business leader who is trying to do more with your entrepreneurial spirit. You're trying to carve that path. And I know in my soul, everybody has more potential. And yet, a lot of people who I talk to feel that there is a big gap between their potential and the results that they're getting. And that is why I created the Potential Mastermind Project. Now, is this for everybody? Probably not. But if it makes you wonder, hmm, maybe this could be for me, you should jump over to PotentialMastermind.com because this group might help you get more focused and give you some accountability so that you can rock it towards the end of this year and into next year. Once again, go to PotentialMastermind.com. And if you have any questions, just reach out to me and I'll be happy to jump on a call or trade some emails and we'll talk all about it. So episode 297, I'm really excited because today's guest is somebody who I met just a couple of weeks ago when I was in San Diego for the New Media Summit. Now, Rob is a podcaster and he's a fitness expert. Now, at first, when I saw him at the New Media Expert, I thought, oh, who's the buff pretty boy over there? It wasn't somebody I was going to go talk to because he looked like he could just deck me with one of those arms. But as it turns out, Rob's a really nice guy and he is a fitness coach Online and off, he works with people to really maximize their health. And so I started listening to his podcast, the Open Sky Fitness Podcast, and it really kind of helped me get focused. Those of you who, who know me know that I've lost 30 pounds in the last couple of years, and so I'm really focused as I'm into my 50s about trying to be more focused, and Rob's show was great, and as it turns out, yeah, he looks like he used to be an actor or a model. Oh, wait, he did used to be an actor or a model but he's a really, really nice guy. So Rob Dion, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tom, thanks for having me on. This is awesome. I love it. You're like, despite the fact that he is a good looking guy, he's nice. Yeah, that's right. You might look at him and think, what a tool. But no, he's actually really cool. So Rob, tell everybody about what what is your business? I mean, to say, oh, he's an online fitness guru. I mean, that doesn't say anything. Who are you and what do you do? Well, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very good question. There's, there's a transition and we're going to get into this about the acting and being a personal trainer and how that's kind of transitioned into the online world. It's, uh, you know, what I do now, my wife and I actually, we work together. We host the Open Sky Fitness Podcast and we work with people online and in person and help them kind of transition their lifestyles. It's, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's amazing, uh, especially the entrepreneurs, because I'm sure you have a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this show. Uh, it's amazing how we have gotten away from taking care of ourselves because we are so unbelievably wrapped up in what we're doing and we forget how important it is to have that other side of our life that we have to take care of. It always makes me think of that moment when you're sitting on a plane, when they tell you when the, if the airbags drop, make sure that you take it, you know, you put it on yourself before you take care of anybody else. That should be your health. That's how you should treat yourself. So that's kind of how I work with a lot of my clients uh, online and in person, really helping them connect with how they can help themselves first in order to be in order to serve the people around them better. Well, one of the things I like about, you know, listening to the show, you know, I was making fun of the fact that, you know, you look like you're a fitness model. But uh, the fact is, is that a lot of the stuff you talk about are things that you and your wife actually have gone through and actually tried when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to exercise, when it comes to lifestyle. How are you doing on that uh, caffeine detox? You were having a little bit of a headache the other day on your on your podcast from uh, yeah, giving know, up coffee. Uh, let's see. I started on Thursday last week and today is Tuesday. So what, what is that? Five or six days roughly. And uh, it's been 
brutal. Let's see. I'm drinking tea now. This is what's in this cup. You can see me. We're doing this video chat here. Uh, and I've switched off of, I, I, so it's not total caffeine off. But if you listen to that podcast episode, I was drinking upwards of seven to 800 milligrams of, uh, of, of coffee. Yeah, you were working on like six or seven cups a day. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was because I it was drinking like these 20 ounce cups. And so when you don't, when you break it down, it like just two of those is 40 ounces, 40 ounces is like 700 milligrams. <laughs> so you think it goes, so, it goes so fast, but you don't even, and you don't even realize how much you're taking in. Well, but like I said, a lot of the stuff when, when, you know, you're doing the show, both when you're interviewing people or just you and your wife are oh, doing yeah. the kickoff and talking, this is all stuff that you guys are, are living. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. like some theory or it's not like, Hey, look at us. We're, you know, really buff. You need to do this. You got, this was a, this was a path that you've gone on. You didn't start off as a, as a fitness trainer. So mm-hmm. why don't you give us a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. The, so when I was, when I was in my twenties and a lot of the people that we do help on our show is, uh, are people who started out kind of athletic as kids. And then as they moved into their twenties and they graduated from college and they, maybe they had a career, they, they started a major career, they got married, uh, whatever it was, they kind of lost track of their health and their wellness. And now that they're maybe 35, 45 and above, they realized that, wow, this is a big part of my life that I didn't pay attention to, that I, that I haven't paid attention to for years, and I have to get this back. Otherwise, I'm going to be screwed at 65, 70. <laughs> and when I was 30 years old, kind of giving you the transition, I was working three different jobs. I was, uh, I was managing a restaurant. I was waiting tables. I was working as a personal trainer and working as an actor. So actually, I was doing four jobs. And uh, my wife and I got married right in the mix of all of that. And I was, I remember standing on the, on the edge of a, you could see this picture on my website too. I was standing on the edge of a water, of like a little uh, stream waterfall in Hawaii on our honeymoon. And she was like, hey, Rob. And I turned around, she snaps a picture of me and I wasn't ready for it. And my gut is hanging out and I'm like 30 pounds heavier than I had ever been in my life. Like all through my, I thought I was keeping the weight off, but then obviously that much work uh, sent me into this tailspin and I was disgusted by how I looked. And that started the, that started the entire process. That was me realizing that this is a, this is a time in my life where I can either choose to make, take it to the next level or choose to actually start learning about what's going to help me or, uh, or just kind of go down this pathway for the rest of my life. So I chose learning how to heal myself and learning how to lose the weight and learning how to keep it off. And well, it's been it's been quite a journey. And, you know, you did this at 30, which is awesome because I was, you know, 49 when I looked around and was 30 pounds overweight. And it's probably a little bit harder at 50 than it yeah. is at 30 to take it off. So I imagine, you know, the longer you wait, the harder it gets to sort of get that sort of fitness built into your lifestyle. And, and the same thing happened to me, right? I was 30 years old. I was, I was kind of a fat kid, but in college, I just had a super metabolism. I could drink beer all night. I could eat McDonald's all day. And I was still, you know, clocking in at about a buck 85 at six foot three. And so I was a tall, skinny guy and I got married when I was 25 and somewhere around 30, the metabolism said, Hey, this has been a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm moving out. And I was same thing. I was building a career and I, you know, was working and and I had responsibilities and we had a couple of kids and, you know, all of a sudden I was in my late forties and, and I was 30 pounds heavier than, than that, or maybe a little more. And it was, it was an effort to take that off. So, so you, you know, you, you started living that lifestyle and then you were already doing fitness training. How did you transition from acting and, and restaurant management and all this stuff into being a full-time fitness trainer? Well, you know, it's well, first, first to just touch on, you know, the way that you did it and the way that I did it. I think that most guys, maybe women are a little bit different, but most guys tend to do it just the physical. So I was, uh, you know, I was working out. I just, I was like, I looked at myself and I'm like, this is terrible. I need to fix this. So I started working out like crazy. I started, you know, doing, uh, signing up for like 5Ks, 10Ks, marathons, things like that. And I was seeing some results, but it wasn't, I wasn't getting where I wanted to go nearly as quickly as I thought I could get there. And that's what really made me start thinking about the nutrition aspect of this. I need to really start paying attention to that side of it. I was getting my blood panels. Things weren't looking as good as I thought they were going to be looking. So that's, so that's a part of it that I want to make sure that we touch on just a little bit because it was that that was the fitness stuff. You can, you look, you can do a workout program and do, you know, you can mix it up and find stuff online and it's, it's nothing really crazy. You can, you could find some good stuff. But unless you're willing, unless you're ready to change your nutrition and really dive in into that, into that, into that category of your health and wellness, 
you're never going to see long lasting results. You're always going to eventually sink back down into where that problem area was for you. So that was, that's been the last 10 years for me. I just turned 40 recently and that's been that transition. So the nutrition and like you said, like Devin and I, we really pay attention to ourselves. This caffeine thing is, is an experiment for us. So we notice that, oh, wait, okay, there's a problem here. I'm relying way too much on caffeine. I have to back off of this and see, is there a problem here? Do I need to address it? And there was a problem. And obviously, because I, I don't know if you can, you can't, you can maybe can hear it in my voice because you heard my show, but my voice is a little more hoarse today because I feel like I have to cough almost every second because I'm going through flu-like symptoms. From I was going to say, having withdrawals. Yeah, I'm going through withdrawals. It's, it's not, it doesn't feel good. So anyway, so I just wanted to make sure to touch on that. Going to your question about how to transition out of being the uh, the the waiter, the, the the manager, the and and the personal trainer and the actor. Well, I, I went to college for acting, so that was a real hard thing to give up. But at the same time, I knew when I was I knew when I was uh, doing something that wasn't going to necessarily pan out. You know, a lot of actors they struggle because they. They feel like they feel like they have what it takes, but they don't know when it's going to come through. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think as an entrepreneur, I think deep down inside, I was always an entrepreneur. When I was a kid, I was listening to some of your episodes and you asked people like, how did you know when you were an entrepreneur? What are some of the things? I remember when I was in high school, I would have parties and charge people to get into my parties. Like, you know, and, nice. and I would use... <laughs> right. And I would use that money to like buy stereos and buy the things that I wanted. And I was like, this is really cool. Like I figured out that kids in high school wanted a place to have fun and I would host parties. Now, you know, <laughs> where were your my, parents? <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell my parents about it, obviously, but I just, I knew I wasn't even a drinker. I didn't even like to drink in, in high school. And I, and I never really, I never really partied more. I would say until I got to college really, but when I was in high school, I understood that this was, this was some, you know, it's like as an entrepreneur, you, you, you see a problem, you see what people are missing, and then you try to provide that. And so for me, I knew that was a thing. So I would charge kids 10 bucks to get into my party. And, uh, and that was it. And luckily nothing bad happened. And, you know, I wouldn't recommend anybody doing that because it's not a good idea. Yeah. As the father of a 20 year old and a 15 year old, this is bad. I'm just going to yeah, say that Jackie, 15. Kate, if you're listening, do not do this. I think I was 15 when I did that too. Nice. Not a good idea. Um, so, you know, that was, that was kind of my, my stepping into being an entrepreneur. And I knew I, I actually, I want to start a podcast, Tom, we should maybe co-host this because I, because you are, you are a performer. I mean, that is, that is what you do at heart. You are a performer. You love being on stage. You love being in front of people and you love providing value to people and really seeing your, and really connecting with people on a, on a, like on a personal level. I think actors uh, on every level, if they are going to be successful, have to realize that, that they are an entrepreneur. They, they are in business. Um, they are the solopreneur. They are in business to succeed just for themselves. Yeah, they're, they're the product. Much like a professional speaker like I am, I am yeah. the product. And, you know, for better or worse, there's times when being the product is great and there's times when it sucks. But that's yeah. who you are as an actor. And I don't know if I told you this when I met you, but, you know, the people who listen to the show regularly have probably heard this several times. That's what I wanted to do when I was in high school. But my parents thought majoring in acting was a bad idea. So I didn't have the guts to do what you did. And I grew up in Southern California and I just never went for it. And all of a sudden I, you know, was out of school and I had a job and I was living in Texas and we were having kids and I had to give up on that dream because it just didn't really make sense. And it took me until I was in my forties to figure out that I could be a corporate speaker and actually fulfill a lot of what was inside of me. And it's that part, like you just nailed that, that part of me that wants to be a performer and sort of inspire people. I can do that in the role I'm in now, but it took me a long time to find it. And I always wish I could go back in time and, and tell 15 year old me to, to just go for it. Even if it doesn't work out, at least you tried. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've mentored some, some younger guys and helped them kind of make that decision. And maybe that's part of your mastermind as well is really trying to draw out what really inspires people and, and let them go for it. Because I, I do believe that that is a huge thing in terms of looking back on your life and feeling like, did I, did I squander something or did I waste time on this? And, you know, on something that I wasn't completely passionate about because I was worried that it, that somebody, what some people were going to think or whether or not I was going to make a living at it. Well, I'm in the process of making an introduction to you, to my friend Jake, who has recently moved to Studio City and is in the process of, you know, taking acting classes and trying to find an agent and do all the things that he's got to do. And he's 27, 28 years old. And, 
you know, he kind of had this desire to do it. And I was really, you know, as a mentor, I was like, look, you don't want to be 50 and look back and say, I never tried. And if you try it for five years and, and you decide it's not working, you can always go back into technology sales. You can always go back into corporate America. And yeah, you might be set back a few years, but, but so what? If you're 33 and you're a hard worker and you're good, someone will hire you. You'll get your shot to climb the corporate ladder. But if your ladder's against the wrong wall, you got to at least put it against the right wall and see if you can, if you can do it. And so I'm really proud of the fact that, that he's trying, he's out there trying to do it. But for you, I mean, you know, I don't mean to be negative or like, oh gosh, there was your, your ladder against your wall. But at some point, sometimes as an entrepreneur or as an actor or whatever, you have to pivot and say, I got to do something different. And for whatever the reason, in my case, it was my ladder was against the wrong wall in corporate America and trying my my hand at being a professional speaker was the wall I had to go to. In your case, I don't know if you still do some acting, but you put your ladder against the the training wall and you're climbing that ladder pretty good. I've been following your stuff. So what made you pivot? Yeah, you know, it's I think I had my the thing is, is that a certain okay, you might be up against the right wall. Right. But then you have to also take into accountability time where you are in your life. So at 30 years old, I was climbing that right wall and I treated acting like a business. I was, I was, I always had an agent. I always had a manager. I was always going and trying and and getting new headshots. I was submitting myself for things. I was, I was doing student films. I was always trying to audition for plays and I was trying to stay as active as possible. And it didn't, the thing is, is that as an entrepreneur, you want results. You want to know that the, the amount of energy that you're putting in is providing you with results and they're measurable. Well, as an actor, that's not the case. And it's really tough to kind of go up and butt up against that every single day, every single month and year after year. And not to mention your family has no idea what that process is like. So they're constantly asking you questions and they don't know how to process the, the, the day-to-day of being an actor. Like, hey, I, a great example is my mom would call me and go, hey, had that audition and go. And I go, it went well, mom. And she's like, well, when are they going to call you? Um, I don't know, mom, they, they won't call me unless I get the job. Well, why don't you call the, why don't you call your agent and ask him to find out? And I'm like, that's not how it works, mom. <laughs> you know, so like this process, and then she called me a week later. Did you hear anything? No, look, mom, I didn't hear anything. The chances are I didn't get the job. Well, why don't they just call you and tell you you didn't get the job? And it's just like, oh my God, to have this conversation every single week, day, day in and day out. It was just, it was, it was, uh, it was brutal. That's so, so funny because the same thing happens in the speaking world. People people call you and say, hey, are you available on this date? Will you hold the date? And then like months later, you're like, you know, send them an email and you're like, uh, whatever happened with that? Oh, we hired Bobby. Well, thanks for telling me, you know, now I didn't give, you know, if anybody called for the date, I probably would have just given it to the other person. But, you know, it's like right. people forget to follow up. So that's interesting. That the same thing's true in your world. Right. So going back to your original question was when did I, when did I want to pivot? It was, you know, I was, I, I, I hit 30. I thought to myself, I don't want to be 40 and doing this same thing. I don't, that's not what my life is. And I actually, I ended up going to a, um, a not, similar to the, uh, the new media summit that we went to, I went to something called the Millionaire Mind Seminar. Mm-hmm. And have you ever heard of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I went to the Millionaire Mind Seminar. Uh, Tia Harvecker was the, is the guy who runs that. And I heard him say something that stuck with me till, to this day. And he said, if you... If you are trying to pursue too many paths, you will never succeed at any. You said something to me about chasing pigs. Yeah, there's an old Texas saying, if you chase two pigs, you won't catch one. That's right. So I decided that I needed to make a choice here. If I wanted to be successful in my life, and being successful is a big part of who I am. Like I want to be successful. And, and, and I, and I also wrestle with that on a psychological level. Like when is it enough, right? When is success? When do I reach it? So that's a whole nother conversation. But I knew that if I was going to be, I knew I wasn't successful as an actor. There are markers for that. You can go to my IMDB page and find out that I didn't do all that much. Uh, I knew my bank account was not reflecting success. So, and you know, and I was waiting tables and all that other stuff. And it was just like, I was splitting my focus amongst too many things. So I knew that I needed to put all my eggs in one basket. And I, and I realized that the thing that I really enjoyed doing was personal training. And I was, I had zero, I had basically, I had at the point, at that point, one or two clients in Los Angeles. And the way that I got them was because I was doing a play and I was getting, and I was getting like, it was right after I, maybe a year or so after I'd taken that picture with my wife and I was getting in really good shape. And one of the guys asked me, 
uh, how did you get to look like that? And I said, well, I've been working out and I've been eating healthy, you know, and, you know, doing, and, and a lot of the stuff I was doing, I was doing it probably wrong at the time, uh, in, in the way that I would view it now. But, uh, he's some guy asked me, he's like, would you train me? And I, and I said, well, I'm not a certified trainer. He goes, well, it doesn't matter. And uh, we agreed upon a price $40 an hour, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> um, and he, uh, and I started training him and, and then I decided to start getting my certifications. And then I started really building up my clientele by I did something that's really funny that I want to share with the audience because it goes to show the perceived value. I put an ad on Craigslist and I said, looking for, uh, looking for clients for a new certification. Um, and I'd like to make you basically make you my guinea pig to try out these new, this new certification. Uh, didn't, I didn't mention in the, in the, in the post that it was my first certification, just saying a new it certification. A, it was a new certification. <laughs> I'm going, I'm, I'm going for a new certification. Exactly. So I, uh, so I put it out for $20 an hour. I figured that's a fair deal, right? Nobody crickets, nobody responded. So I didn't change anything about the post except for the price. I doubled it from 20 to 40. And immediately I started getting people messaging me and asking me to do it. So it was perceived value it was $20 was just, you know, the guy must be a kook and then $40. Oh, he might be pretty good. So uh, I started building up my clientele from there and, and I did everything. The reason the name of my company is Open Sky Fitness is because I was doing everything outside under the open sky. Hmm. I was working out in a park and I built up a really good clientele. And I just, I just, and then the, the moment I knew I was onto something was when I was able to quit my waiting tables job, quit the, the restaurant management job and just, and, and I walked into my agent's office and my, and my manager's office and I told them I'm done. And I just, I felt like this weight had been lifted off me. Like I was dragging this thing for so long that I was trying to make happen that wasn't potentially going to happen. And it was so freeing to just have a, made, made, having made that decision and just focus on that one thing. And how long ago was that? How many years ago? That was like, a, that was like a, maybe a one to two year transition from the age of 30 to about 32. So you've been doing the fitness thing full time then for about eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Full, full times for about eight years. So what do you, then, what do you love about this life you've created as this fitness entrepreneur? Well, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's kind of taken on different phases for me. I think that I really loved the fitness aspect of it for the, for a long time. That was the, that was the big thing. I love watching people make transitions and really change the way they live their life. I mean, there's some people that I worked with back, like one of the things that I did was I, I took a, I took a, a, a uh, you know, a page from the, the beach body, uh, you know, like P90X and things. I took a page from their, from their thing. And I, and also something that TR Heckard said was you have to make yourself the, you have to make yourself within your community, the expert, everybody has to think of you when they think of what you do. So I, you know, so I created my Facebook page. I made sure to talk about it on all my social media. And what I did was I created a challenge. I created a fitness challenge that was 12 weeks long. And I, I, I pulled one of my best friends from college, who's also, you know, I'm still, he was in my wedding party, still one of my best friends. Uh, and I said, he's always been struggling with his weight. And I said, Hey buddy, look, I want to train you for six weeks, three days a week. You cannot be a flake on this. You have to be all in, all in on this. And I had his wife who was a holistic nutrition counselor at the time. And since then I've kind of swapped her out for Devin, my wife, who's a holistic counselor at this time. And I said, <clears throat> I said, I will train you. She has to coach you on the, on the nutrition and we will document every step of the way. And we got him from, I think he lost about 25, 26 pounds in three months. And he had for the first time in his life had a six pack. Nice. And it was like, so, and I used that. I took all those pictures and I promoted it as a thing for anybody else. And I started building up my clientele again. And, and every time, and then I would run these, I, would, I only ran them three times total. But um, I would run these challenges where I would take on one free client. I would train them for, you know, and I would, I would have a thing and like eight or 10 people would submit for it to be a, one of my clients. And I would make sure to pick like, I, would ver I was very specific about the type of person. They had to be very driven. They had to be, they had to need this. It couldn't be something that they were like, uh, you know, I'm kind of interested, but not really. Um, and they were, had to be willing to post pictures and be willing to like blog about it and stuff like that. So I, I ended up doing that and getting, that's how I built up my business. And my personal, and, and that's how I built up my credentials or my credit, my street cred for being able to change, not only change myself, but change the people around me. <clears throat> and I just interviewed, do you know who Pat Flynn is? 
I listened to that episode. I thought, oh wow, he interviewed Pat Flynn, the uh, the the, <laughs> the 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 passive income guy. And I start listening, and you're interviewing Pat Flynn, the fitness guy. And my That's favorite right. part of that interview was that they've never met. They're both these huge, you know, internet entrepreneurs. Yeah. I I think they should interview each other like right away. Like Pat Flynn interviews Pat Flynn. I think that I, I immediately wanted to see if there was like another podcaster who was named Tom Singer. I thought I'm going to have him on my show. What a great idea. That'd be smart. You know, the funny thing is, is that Pat Flynn from Chronicles of Strength, the fitness Pat Flynn, would be a perfect guest for Smart Passive Income. Pat Flynn, I did a second interview right after we finished our interview because I'm, I'm interested in, in, in starting a, I haven't come up with a name, but basically it's online, uh, how to build an online fitness business. And this guy, Pat Flynn, in that conversation was talking about how he's created a seven-figure fitness business, just him. I mean, obviously he has employees now, but just him, which is amazing. And that needs to be a conversation on smart passive income. Yeah. That needs to be, sure. they need to have that conversation. Yeah. So anyway, you were talking about, you were, you were starting to refer to, uh, to that. So my Latin, my next question for you though, is what advice do you have for someone who's listening, who's thinking, I need to pivot and I need to start my own thing. Maybe it's fitness, maybe it's something entirely different, but for somebody who wants to go all in after chasing one pig, what advice do you have for them? Well, chances are if you're if you're chasing if you're if you're not successful at the one pig, if you're really if you're really chasing it and you're, and you're not successful at it, there's probably other things that are drawing your attention um, or it's not necessarily right for you. And that's not the field that you were meant to be in. So I wouldn't I wouldn't just like give up on that pig and then start tr- transitioning because most of the most most likely you're making some money at that at that in that one direction. So you don't want to necessarily just, you know, you know quit your job or, or do something. Some people can do that. I don't know. I don't have the balls to do that, to just quit my job or like give up, give up something and then go on to something else. So when I was transitioning, I was building up, I was focusing all of my energy on really building up my one-on-one clients until I can, until I was making just enough money to survive and then leave the other stuff behind. So if you're going to make that pivot, it really is important that you kind of build the foundation onto this new we keep using the phrase and the reference, this new pig you're about to chase. You need to build that foundation and build up some momentum and speed towards it. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard to kind of come out of the gate um, with no leads, you know, and, and, and yeah, random. It would be like me right now quitting everything that I'm doing and then now pursuing acting at this point. Right. It would be like, you know, I still, I know a lot about it, but at the same time, I have zero momentum moving in that direction. Right. So how important, as you've been building up this fitness business, how important is networking? How important is meeting the right people if you're going to be an entrepreneur? You know, I was so stupid, Tom, <laughs> for the longest time. And I will admit this because I am, I am truly the solopreneur. I'll tell you, I tell you what my biggest weakness is. I, when I was a kid, I didn't like football. I didn't like soccer. I didn't like baseball. I didn't like any team sports. I swam and I wrestled. Those are my sports. I didn't want to, I didn't like sports where I had to rely on other people. And that's one of my biggest, my biggest weaknesses is that I don't, I think that I should be able to do everything on my own. And if you are that Lone Ranger, Lone Ranger syndrome. Yeah, exactly. And if you are that kind of person, it's a long and lonely road because it's going to take you so much longer. And the first time I realized that I was, that I was missing out on something was when I went to podcast movement back in 2014 or 15, whatever it was, I think it was three years ago. This was, the, I was think that I the first one. It was the second one. Oh, okay. I went you to the, what? I went to the first one. So I was going to say, did we meet before? Oh no. Yeah. So no, I've gone to, I went to the second, the third and the fourth. So they just finished their fourth one. So yeah, it was three years ago. I went to, I went to the podcast movement and I realized so quickly how important it was to know people. And to see what other, just, I mean, not for any other reason than to see what other people are doing and, and take, a, take a little bit of a, you know, a page from what they're working on and learn just from them. And then you have, just like you and I are having this conversation right now, which might draw attention back to my podcast, might draw attention back to my coaching programs. Like it helps to have these conversations. And, as, and, and in any way that I can help you, I'm willing to help you. So it's, this is the give and take that you get from working with other people. You can't do it on your own. It's just, it's impossible. So networking is basically everything. 
Right. Well, and we and just came back from that icon thing, which was mind blowing. Well, and I've been telling people my whole career. I mean, that's how I started as a speaker was teaching people how to build long term relationships. And part of it is, is like you said, maybe it helps you. Maybe it helps me. Maybe it brings stuff over here. Maybe eventually I'm on your show. There's a lot of pieces to it. And, and I stood up at the microphone at that new media summit and I said, look, one of the ways I've been able to do the stuff I've done is I promote the crap out of other people. And people are like, oh, you talk too much about other speakers. Today, I was on the line with a potential client and they're considering me for the keynote and they have another keynote spot. And I said, look, don't hire this person over me because I've had that happen. But, you know, after we work this out, I've got a great referral for you. And, you know, people are like, no, you shouldn't tell them that there's other speakers who are great. And I'm like, you know, if they pick that person. So my, my friend, yeah. Jerry O'Brien, it's G-E-R-R-Y O'Brien with an O. So he spells Jerry and O'Brien differently than one might think. But uh, if you look up Jerry O'Brien or his company is called What Big Brands Know, he's a phenomenal speaker. And he speaks to restaurants and small businesses and franchises about what these big companies know about branding and marketing that the small guy doesn't know. And he's phenomenal. And there was an association. It was in the restaurant space. I won't say who it was, but they were considering me for their keynote. And the marketing person or the, the event planner really wanted me. But the CEO of the association, I could tell, wasn't sure I was the right fit. And so I said to her, what does the perfect speaker look like? And she laid out like four things, both their topic, their background, what they used to do. And she might as well have said their name needs to be Jerry O'Brien. And I, li <laughs> I literally said, okay, let's take a step back. Let me introduce you to this person. Well, they hired him and not me. And some of my friends were like, why would you do that? I would have just gone into total sales mode. And I'm like, that's not the way I've built my business. I, I promote the crap out of other people. Well, simultaneously, Jerry had an event that he couldn't do. He'd done it the year before and he had a conflict and he recommended me and his client who he had worked served the year before loved me. So, you know, if you're not out there promoting other people, you know, I talk about other people's podcasts all the time. I leave reviews on other people's podcasts all the time. I think it's the lifeblood. So now you pushed my button. You got me going instead of interviewing yeah. you. But I, I no, think it's, I I think it's the way I it's got to be done. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, that's, that's exactly right. You really got to put yourself out there. Um, and, and really give back to the people that, you know, there's, I heard, I heard Abel James say it, and I don't know, I'm sure he's not the one who invented the saying, but the, there's the saying that all boats rise with the tide. Sure. You know, unless you're, if you, look, if I help you, that helps me. Yep. You know, everybody that you, if you help everybody around you, there's, there's, you know, in, in the business world, you're supposed to give it all away. Just give it all away. And people will come to you because they realize that there's more to learn. There's always more to learn. Well, and people sometimes say, you know, I want to get into your sphere of influence. And I don't have like a sphere of influence coaching program like that, but just they, they just want to, yeah. you know, maybe they're in my industry. And I always joke that the number one way to get noticed is to send me a piece of business. And some people take it seriously and they refer me to a past client. And guess what? They're on the top of the list. I'll go, you know, I mean, if somebody's referring me for business, I'm going to yeah. know they're there. And that's been sort of my MO for my whole career. So, Rob, yeah. I've got more questions for you before I can let okay. you go. This is a great interview. And, of course, for those who are listening, we're running long already, and we're only at the mid-roll part. And I'll tell you, that's what happens when you have another podcaster on the show. <laughs> you can't yeah. shut us up. <laughs> can't shut us up, man. But before I ask you the last questions, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance so that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Rob. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. And I'll just throw it in there. They're the best vendor I've ever worked with. They are always there. They answer all my questions. They're really attentive. And this show would never get released. I do the recording. I hand it over to them. They do all the editing. They get it uploaded. They're fabulous. So Rob, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? Um, the most fun that I'm having with my business right now is probably in my podcast group. <clears throat> you know, it's a, uh, I mean, I am, I am putting together as, as you know, we'll, maybe we'll talk about today or maybe we'll talk about sometime in the future. I'm putting together an eight week program 
that is uh, that is going to be kind of completely side from everything that I've that I've done before. It's a group program where I'm going to have a small Facebook community of people going through this eight week program. Includes uh, all body weight workouts, and it's perfect for the entrepreneur because. This is, this is kind of the angle that I've, not the angle, I should say, but where, where I've been drawn to magnetically over the last year. I've been working with a lot of people, as you know, one-on-one here in Los Angeles, even working with people online. And what I found that is I've, I've hired two coaches in the last year and a half, two years uh, online. And, and if anybody's, and any, anybody's like listening, going, you know, thinking that, you know, Tom and I do this stuff without the help of other people, you're crazy it's really important that you have help, whether it be mentors or coaches. And I've hired coaches over the last, over the last couple of years. And the last two coaches that I hired after we were done with working together within the next month or six months have called me and hired me to help them on health. And it's because I think I understand, I really do understand the life of the entrepreneur, what it means to be obsessed and sit at your desk for 16 hours and not be able to get up and even sometimes go to the bathroom or even eat. So I, what I did was I created these, this program where it's literally 10 to 20 minutes every day of doing something and it's all scheduled out. It includes a meal plan on how to eat. Uh, it includes this, this community and in, within the community on Facebook, there's going to be videos and uh, so there's, there's learning involved uh, and then direct contact with me and other people and helping you stay accountable. So this is the thing that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. No, and, um, I, and I'm looking forward to doing the eight eight week challenge. I have no idea what a total body weight workout means. I mean, it sounds like there's push ups and sit ups involved, and beyond that, I don't know what you're going to have me be doing. But yes, but, uh, but I'm willing to play, especially because I travel. You know, and mm. sometimes it's like I don't have equipment, so it's like you're in a hotel room. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, look, there's there are tons of things that you can do body weight wise. Um, I was toying around with p- potentially adding in some um, some pieces of equipment like bands, right? It, you know, like resistance bands. They're fantastic, not only because they do give you a really great workout, but they pack unbelievably light. You can throw them in, into basically any one of your side pockets of a, of a backpack or a uh, or a uh, uh, like even like a travel on uh, carry on bag. So it's amazing how um, how light you can you can travel and still get a phenomenal workout in the body weight stuff though is it can it is unbelievably challenging um, just doing push-ups or things like burpees or little things like one of my favorite exercises which my clients hate because <laughs> it just taxes you but it's so simple and so easy is is a, it's called a walkout to push up you're standing up you put your hands on the ground right in front of you, kind of like bend down, put your hands on the ground in front of you, walk out with just your hands, keeping your feet in the same location, do a push-up, and then walk back and stand up using just your hands. And, and what about for the guy who can't do that? You fall over, you walk down and you fall over. <laughs> you, well, you have to be able to get back up. I mean, you could do the push-up on your knees if need be, but then you just got to walk back with your hands and, and, and bring yourself back to a standing position. Oh, I can tell I'm going to hate you by the end of eight weeks. <laughs> so that's like one of those little simple exercises. And there's much more, there's many more, many more exercises. And within that, each exercise has a little clickable link. So if you don't know what walkout to push-up is, you can click on it and then it'll take you to a YouTube video and you can easily watch what that, you know, have, see a demonstration of that video. So let's so talk a little bit about your face, uh, your face. Facebook group for your podcast because I've joined that and there's a lot of really good sort of interaction back and forth with the people who are in it. So, so let's tell everybody about Open Sky Fitness uh, podcast group. Yeah. So right before we started, I posted in there and I've already got five notifications that pe- like that are, people are, are having a conversation. I just asked a question about uh, this. I'm kind of asking questions about this eight week program just to make sure that I'm providing everything that people want provided. And uh, what I did was I started this. It's it's funny. I started this 15 months ago. We have about 680 or 690 people in the group constantly having conversations about the things that they're working on. Uh, not only stuff that we talk about on the podcast, because we talk about very topical things. We talk about, uh, you know, we have interviews, but we talk about things like the elimination diet. We talk about the blood type diet. We'll talk about earthing. We'll talk about mobility work. We'll talk about different kinds of workouts, the difference between doing, uh, doing um, lifting with weights versus lifting with machines, you know, things like that. We'll have all of those conversations on the show. And then people chime in and ask follow-up questions or say, hey, I was listening to the show and I, and I like this. Uh, I re- I've tried this before. Uh, have you ever thought about trying this? And then people will chime in and, 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 and have, you know, have their whole full on conversations. Sometimes I don't even have to answer the questions. I love it because there's so many great people in there. 
there's a lot of trainers that, that are in there because they dig the content. Um, it's really helpful. It's digestible. It's, it's, um, it's approachable. It, you know, I hope that maybe when people are listening to me, they, I'm not dogmatic at all about how I think you should be healthy. People ask me the question all the time. What's the best, uh, what's the best workout you can do? What's the best exercise you can do? What's the best cardio you can do? And my answer is always the same. Whatever you plan on, whatever you are happy to show up for the next day, because if you're doing something that you're miserable doing, then who cares? Like if you don't like lifting weights, then I don't want you to lift weights because it's miserable to you. So if you like jogging and that's your thing, go for jogs. Like if you like doing classes, take classes. Well, and, and I recommend anybody who just wants to stick their toe in the water, learn a little bit more about fitness. You should check out the podcast, but also check out the Facebook group because yeah. uh, there's a lot of good information in there. I'm, I'm already learning a lot and I've only known of you for a couple of weeks. So, And, and uh, the ladies, you may want to go check it out because I wasn't kidding when I said he's a bit of a pretty boy. So uh, you want to go check that out too. So on a, And, yeah, they, and they can a, find that where on Facebook? You go to, uh, just, if you go into Facebook and you search Open Sky Fitness Podcast, uh, search the groups in there. It's to not to be confused with the Open Sky Fitness page. That's uh, that's my biz. That's the business page. Uh, we don't provide the same content there. It's the content. It's it's a different content. We don't post in the group in the Open Sky Fitness podcast group. There's no promotion anything. We just talk about topics. We don't. I don't post uh, it, unless it's unless somebody asks a specific question. I don't even post blog posts. I don't even post about the podcast itself in there. Nice. Everybody just knows that they're listening. So Rob. I think great entrepreneurs, in addition to doing fabulous work like you do, I think great entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to ask everyone who comes on this show, who's an entrepreneur out there that you see doing something where you think, oh my gosh, he or she, they're doing something cool. You know, I just got off the phone with Pat, that guy, Pat Flynn, and I'm going to admit to you that I sent him an email. He, here's the classic giving forward and then, and then I'll talk and then I'll cover that question. So Pat Flynn had a fantastic, we had a fantastic conversation. Pat is doing everything that I want to be doing, at least from my angle, from where I'm standing on my side of the street, I'm looking at him and I say, okay, he's got his fitness business online. He's, he's seen, he has, seems to have a really great relationship with his wife. He has kids. Uh, he, uh, he's very, very productive, but he has a really great work-life balance. And it's, it's like, okay, this guy's really got it all figured out. But he, and his business is seven figures. Like He's just got it all dialed in. And he's younger. He's, I think he's about 10 years younger than me. So he's, and he started right out of college. Well, wait a minute. That would make him 20 years younger than me. I could be his dad. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he is, but... He is so unbelievably uh, generous. I was, we were talking about this guy named Dan John. Dan John has wrote, written multiple books about weightlifting, about lifestyle and everything. And he's also, a, uh, he teaches religion or theology in co at college level. He's a professor. Um, and I've, I've, I think I've, I sent Dan John an email years ago when I, when I first started this because I read his book, Mass Made Simple. And I was like, I got to get this guy on my show. And I told Pat this and he's like, oh, let me make an introduction. Literally within the hour, Dan John emails me, goes, hey, man, love to be on your show. Just let me know when you want to do it. I wrote him back and I was like, fantastic. We booked. We're booked. We're talking next week. And I bought another one of his books too, like to, because he's got like 10 books. I bought another one of his books just to kind of get caught up. And so that was the kind of, that's the kind of generosity that I really love from people. So I also reached out in the thank you email to Pat and I said, look, man, I just want to be honest with you. I really dig what you're doing. I know you offer business coaching. I know you offer, you know, that for people. I'd love to chat with you about it and discuss. And this is the thing, you know, when you say, you, what are other entrepreneurs doing? You know, if they are doing, if other entrepreneurs are doing exactly what you want to be doing, don't be jealous. Don't envy them. Reach out to them and talk to them about, you know, what it is that you would, you know, maybe you can serve them in a way. I gave Pat Flynn a platform to discuss what he's working on and, in, and, and, I was able to learn from him, you know, what he, what he does. I, I learned, I didn't even know that he offered business coaching and potentially that might be something that I'm going to pursue in the, in the future. But yeah, just reach out to those people, those entrepreneurs that you really find inspiring. And you bring up a really interesting point and that is don't be jealous. Don't think, oh, they're unapproachable. You know, maybe, maybe you reach out and, and they'll have a cup of coffee with you and there's no charge. Maybe they do coaching and that's okay. Pay people for their expertise if that's part of their business arm. But you'd yeah. be surprised how many people are totally willing to engage with you if you just ask. I mean, I found that in the world of becoming a professional speaker. You know, everybody's like, oh, how do you do the business? And I've told, I, I mean, probably 
100 people, and that's probably a conservative number over the past decade, have said, have asked me about the speaking business. And the first thing I tell everybody is you got to join and get really involved with the National Speakers Association. And 98 of those 100 people have said, well, I've heard there's a lot of wannabes there. Or, oh, I can't afford to go to the national conference. Or, oh, my local chapter sucks. I mean, there's always an excuse. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I couldn't have built my business if it wasn't for all the people who were doing exactly what I want to do, who basically opened up and showed me the paths, because there's a lot of different paths to doing what I do. They showed me the paths, and I was able to take a little from this person, a little from that person. Some people, you know, wanted to be paid to be a coach. Some people just wanted to share from the goodness of their heart. It depended on their business model and who they were. But if you don't show up around these people and you don't ask, you know, you're just going to be on the outside looking in the window. You're not going to get a seat at that cool kid's table. But that's (laughs) what everybody who listens to this show, you're automatically at the cool kid's table, because this is cool things entrepreneurs do. <laughs> That's right. And it just reinforces the question that you asked before is like, how important is networking? It is, it, it is everything. You have to build your community. Even if you were to succeed at fitness, one of the things that we always suggest is finding the community that's right for you. The Open Sky Fitness Podcast Group might be the community that helps you take your fitness to the next level, puts you in, in a group. It's like a mastermind group of people that are doing what you want to be doing, but have, take, have, have done it on a different level. They're at a different place where they understand where your struggles are and they could talk to you about how to break through that struggle. And really, really get yourself to the next level, whether it be your business or the not be your health. No, and you're, and you're absolutely right. And of course, I have my coaching group, my my potential mastermind program. But I always tell people all the time, I also have a mastermind group of three other professional speakers. And we rent a house somewhere in the world a couple times a year. And we move in and we just share about our businesses. And we just work on what we're trying, you know, we throw out what we're trying to do. And people either help you figure out the path or they just destroy it and say, that's not what you want to do. Here's what you want to do. And and they help you find the right vision of what you're trying to do. If you're trying to do it alone, it's going to be really hard. So you either have to find a mentor, you have to find a peer mastermind group, or you have to join some sort of a program where there's going to be people there who, who care and who want to sort of break down some of those branches as you clear that path. Yeah, you know, I find that, I'll tell you this, it's interesting because in, in the health world, I have my brain wrapped around it. Like I understand how to be healthy. It's, it's weird. It's like, it does, it makes complete sense to me. I, I know how my body works. I know how much working out I have to do in order to maintain or sustain where I am or even take myself past that point and actually excel. I know what I need to do with my nutrition and it's, and it's fairly easy, right? Um, I mean, I should say sometimes it's hard, right? Sometimes I want to eat cake and sometimes I don't. I just want to be lazy and watch TV. And there's like, there's definitely that play there, but I know what's necessary. I know the steps, how to get there. It's a very clear path in my mind. For a lot of people, it's very difficult. For a lot of people, they don't understand. They're so confused. They just feel like there's so much information. They don't know what to do. That's how I feel about business a lot. It's not, this is not second nature for me in terms of business. I didn't, even though I had an entrepreneurial kind of background in, in, in understanding, I see somebody wanting something, I sell that to them. You know, I get that part of it, but at the same time, there's a lot of roadblocks from my, probably my history as a kid growing up, my family feeling like there's always this, there's always this need, this want for more money. And that in turn has like, is somehow ingrained in me to have that feeling, but also feeling overwhelmed about my, my, my mom was a, was a waitress and my dad was a, was a carpenter, you know, and they didn't, they didn't talk about business in that way. They didn't. So a lot of people that I, that I meet that I, that I realize that are really excelling at that. They grew up in that family. They had a family that their, their, their dad was in business, their mom was in business. So they, they understand it a little bit better. And Gary Vaynerchuk had a conversation. He's like, you know, I've been, I've been an entrepreneur. His parents owned a liquor store. He goes, I've been an entrepreneur since I was like four years old. It makes sense that right now uh, I can see how to make, I, I, can, I can show you how to make money at pretty much anything. But you ask me about how to be healthy, I have no idea. I cannot, I cannot tell you. And he struggles with his health and his fitness and his nutrition. And it's amazing to me because I'm on such the other opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, I'm not the guy who's completely confused, just like Gary's not completely confused about health and wellness, but he still needs someone to help him. And so I understand. I have to, I have to see my weaknesses I have to say, okay, I haven't got this fully, fully worked out. I, I'm going to reach out to somebody. I'm going to swallow my pride, understand that I can't do all of this by myself, and I'm going I'm to ask somebody to help me. And that's a big step 
for a lot of people, including myself, is understanding that you have limitations and that the other people can help fill in the gaps for that. Like you said, finding a mastermind might be right. Hiring a coach might be right. Joining a community might be right. Doing There's so many things that you can do, but if you choose to stay exactly where you are and you, and you piss and moan about it, and you, and you get really upset that you nothing is changing in your life, but you're not willing to try anything new, then you are the only person at fault. It's nobody else's, nobody else's problem. Well, and I tell everybody, whatever industry you're in, I think you should get involved with your industry trade groups or with other types of conferences in your industry because it's when you meet other people who are down the path doing what you're doing that not only do you get inspired and not only do you learn new information, but it's also how you make new friends. And I think that, you know, people, all opportunities in life come from people. So you and I both went to this conference where we were sort of on the faculty, but then everybody stuck around the next day and just sat around a round table and talked about podcasting. I'll tell you what, my podcast, if you go back and listen to the last three episodes and even this one, I think my podcast has taken a turn for the better. Now, part of that is, you know, I've done almost 300 of these. So there comes a point where it's like, bang, you know, you start figuring out where you need to go. But another part of it was, is I was exposed to some different ideas and I got sort of that, that mojo back about what I really wanted to do and what my purpose is in really inspiring the people who listen to the show to say, I can relate. One of the things I hear all the time is, because I do a wide variety of guests, people say, I really related to this guest or that guest. And I know for a fact that there's somebody listening right now who is like, Rob Dion, I got to find that guy. He's the guy I relate to. I need, I need to be like him. I want to start a fitness business or I need to get fit in order to be a better entrepreneur. So if somebody's saying this is the one who resonates, Rob, how do they find you? All you got to do is go to openskyfitness.com. You can find me there. I think, I think the best place to just to find me and hang out with me and just have conversations with me is to go to the Open Sky Fitness podcast group on Facebook. Hands down, that's a place I probably, that's, that's, like, my, that's like my local watering hole. You know, that's where you're going to find Rob after hours, just kind of chilling and talking to people. Um, that's where I love hanging out. If you, you know, if you want to, if you, if you're interested in coaching, you can go to openskyfitness.com slash coaching for information about that. Or you can email me if you're like I'm. I'm if you're like a fly on the wall kind of person and you don't necessarily want to be in the group uh, and you're not quite sure if you're interested in the coaching stuff, you can email me Rob at OpenSkyFitness.com and I get back to people fairly quick within a day or two. I can get back to you after the after the summit though. Man, my my inbox was just slammed. I'm still getting back to people. It's it's been a it's been a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> well, and and if you live in Los Angeles and you need a personal trainer. Uh, you definitely should move Rob to the top of that list. So uh, he well, does he that. does really he does really good work. And like I said, I'm going to try his eight week challenge. And so uh, you know, a couple months from now, I'll have Rob back on the show, and we'll talk about how much I hate him, uh, or or what a failure I was as a student. Or I'll be like totally ripped. So, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. Well, you'll be totally ripped, but still probably hate me a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but you'll look freaking good. Yeah, I don't think I can hate you. You're a pretty nice guy. So, Rob, thank you. Thank you for being a guest here on the show. Tom, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time and having me on and sharing uh, and sharing me with your audience uh, and sharing your audience with me. This is uh, this has been a really fun time. Well, I say it in every show. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. They're, they're, they're the best. And I do hear from some of them from time to time. Uh, several of them leave really nice remarks on the iTunes reviews. And I really appreciate that. But, uh, you know, I hope that with people like Rob, we're really turning the dial up here and really providing some value that's inspiring people to carve their own path and do cool things as an entrepreneur. So we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Rob. I know that's Seems very hard, but we're going to do it. But in the meantime, I challenge you, go on out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.